0: Greetings friends, you are an eternally sacred child of this mysterious universe. Do you know and feel and live deeply from that reality in every moment of your life? <laughs> I know that I don't. And in part two of this first episode, we're going to talk about how, how we can come to live in harmony with that truth fully and deeply in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the Soul Real podcast where I'm going to be sharing deep and meaningful and real vibes about life. So, in part one of this episode, we talked about that deepest reality of the world that we live in, the universe that we live in, as this mysterious unfolding of creativity and harmony and beauty, and the dignity of seeing ourselves as part of that, that we have come out of this sacred universe and we are children of this universe. To be able to see and feel and know ourselves in the full depth and dignity of what that is the full sacredness of what that means and for me on my journey it has been you know connecting with that truth seeing that truth feeling that truth deeply and knowing it deep in my heart and soul as the truth of who i am but then being like if that is the truth of who i am which i know it is then why is it that i don't live fully in harmony with that all of the time and slip into seeing myself as just this little person you know this ego and judging against others or judging against myself and acting in ways that isn't in the full dignity of what i know i am why is it that the world that we live in if that is the truth of who and what we are why is it that the world that we live in has so much Madness and violence and aggression and selfishness and greed and all of these things that are clearly not in accordance with that deep truth of being children of the universe. So the question is, why? Why is it that way? And how do I live in harmony with that truth all of the time? Because that is the truth, the reality of who I am. It's like, I want to live in harmony with the reality of who I am. I want to feel that sense of dignity and depth and beauty and goodness and sacredness inherent in who I am all of the time, yeah? Because I mean, the opposite of that is not living in harmony with the truth of who I am, which is clearly what has led this world to be in such the state that it is now. People not feeling the dignity of who they are and instead seeing themselves as these small egos and trying to fight against others to defend themselves or to prove themselves and causing all of the conflict in the world, clearly the truth of who we are, that simple reality of who we are as children of the universe, we want to live in harmony with that, obviously. So again, the question is why, if I know that's who I am and I could sit in moments like this and feel it deeply and I know that I want to live in harmony with that all of the time. And why is it that I don't? Why is it that it's easy to slip out of feeling and knowing that deep truth? And I think in some ways it's complex, but it's, it's quite simple too. It's the idea of conditioning. The idea that if my whole life I've been conditioned to think of myself as something other than that true dignity of who I am, and I have that conditioning as habits of thinking and feeling about myself, then naturally those will be stronger until a new conditioning is able to replace that conditioning. So it's a matter of conditioning. And then the next question that comes is, where does that conditioning come from? And to me, it's clear to see, you know, The world that we have grown up in, the world that we live in, the culture that we live in, as a culture, is not in harmony with that truth. And we've grown up in that world. So, as a culture, we have science that tells us that there isn't something more sacred about life, but that life and the universe is the result of accidental circumstances that it's all a matter of material things that have manifested in this way by accident. It's materialism, essentially. There's nothing sacred or dignified about it. We are accidents. And in our culture, we have this economic system that makes us feel that our sense of worth and dignity is not based on inherently what we are, but it's based on how much we can earn. It's based on what we can buy. It's based on how much money we have in our bank account. That is not in harmony with the dignity of being a child of the universe. trying to prove yourself with dollars and cents. And even in our culture, where religion has come to be, where in a general way, it's this kind of concept that we are all sinners, that we are all bad, and that we have to escape the flesh in a sense to reach heaven and that the creator, God, is this tyrannical, vengeful, immature being that punishes us if we're bad and rewards us if we're good. So in our culture that we live in in almost every sphere, scientifically, economically, politically, in education, in the media, everything around us in a way is reflecting back to us that we are not eternally sacred, beautiful, Children of the universe, and that is the the world that we have grown up in. You know, as innocent children growing up in that world, we have to find ways to to cope and adapt and to to be in that world, and in order to fit in in this world, we have to buy into that story that we are just these small little egos trying to get by in this world. Now. The next question that comes there is why is the world that way then if this you know the we as human beings have come out of the universe in this dignity how is it that the world that we live in the society the culture that we have created has come to be so far out of harmony with that truth that's another big why and for me just personally in my own journey I've kind of come to a place of being that like, we don't know why. There's so many different ideas of why and theories of why and possibilities of why. You know, you have the, the different religious and spiritual traditions that talk about this concept of Satan or Mara or Maya, the idea of this, this force in the universe that is a trickster and has tricked us into forgetting who we are or there's people who talk about this idea of a a conspiracy of a small group of people who are manipulating the circumstances of the world in a way that keeps us feeling low and small so that we give our power to them and they can gain from it or there's just the idea that maybe this is naturally how things had to happen and this is how the universe is unfolding as part of a process. The point is that I think we don't know. We can't know. At the deepest, deepest, deepest level, we don't fully know. And I think that it doesn't make sense to spend our energy trying to figure out why, when we could use that same energy instead to figure out how we can change that and live in harmony with the truth of who we are. You know, like, I talk to some people who could tell me all of the evidence of why there is this global conspiracy happening, and could could explain and give me all of the details and the evidence and facts and everything. Yet at the same time, they themselves aren't living with a deep sense of connection with who they are. So even with their, their sense of understanding the why of why the real is, it still isn't helping the the solution that needs to take place anyway, just personally to me, I feel that it doesn't make sense to try and figure out that why, because it's clearly something extremely deep and complex, but that we can instead put our focus on how we can live in harmony with that deep truth of who we are, within the circumstances of the world as they are now.
1: And screaming, full of life to live. And now you've grown, you can't stop dreaming. How will you spread your wings? But then those with hammers as heads and chisels in their chest instead. They sit you down with plans in their hands. And They say they know what's best They wanna make a statue of you That barely just resembles your truth They wanna make you stand in their world Only ornamentally. you They wanna make a statue of you That barely just resembles your truth they wanna make you stand in their world But only on a mental oh.
0: It really comes down At the most fundamental level It comes down to essentially two things. One is what, is what I would call spiritual practice. Now, I know that, that that term, in a way, is something that has a lot of its own connotations. And I've talked to people before who, when they hear those words, they kind of like cringe, you know, and they think of like monks and ascetics giving up all of the, the joys and the pleasures of the world for something. And that kind of intensity and heaviness. But I'm not talking about it like that. Spiritual practice to me. Remember the context of what we're talking about. That we are the reality. The deep, simple, clear reality of what we are. Is sacred children of this sacred unfolding universe. And that we have been conditioned in a world to not see ourselves. And not live from that deep dignity of that truth. So in that context, to me, spiritual practice is engaging in something that helps you to, to feel, to deeply feel and know that dignity of who you are, of what you are. Because, you know, as much as we can talk about it or read about it and have this understanding in our minds of this deeper truth of who we are, it still isn't something real until we feel it deeply in our being. That's what who feels it knows it means. When you feel it deeply in your heart and soul, you know it to be true. And spiritual practice is doing things that help you to feel it and know it as true. In that way, spiritual practice could really be anything done with that intention. Obviously, things like meditation and yoga and prayer are spiritual practice because all of these things help us to get out of the small story in our minds of who we think we are and to feel, connect with something bigger, connect with the the presence. You know, when you meditate, it's the idea of being able to step back from your mind, not just being caught up in your thoughts, but to step back and to to feel your thoughts, to see your thoughts, to feel your breath, to feel your heartbeat, to feel your pure presence. And in doing that, you you are connecting with who you are, that, that fundamental presence of who you are as a child of the universe, you connect with that. But again, in this way, anything can be a spiritual practice done with that intention. So like for me, music is a spiritual practice. For me, when I play music, When I get into, say, playing a drum, I am totally getting out of just that that small concept in my mind of who I am. And in that moment, none of that even matters. It's just the feeling in the moment of music happening, of rhythm and harmony and movement. And feeling the sense of joy and playfulness and happiness that comes from just being in the moment, engaged in that pure presence of who I am and connecting with music. But again, spiritual practice could be, you know, if you're into sports, for example, that could become a form of spiritual practice where you are just engaged fully in your body, connecting with all of the cells of your body and moving in your bo- with your body in this way that is fluid. And even if it's sports like a team sport, you know, the sense of connecting with other people, knowing how to kick the ball, being responsive to what's happening around you. All of these things just take you out of your mind and into this pure moment of reality. That can be a spiritual practice with the intention that it be that you connect with just feeling what you are, feeling your body, feeling your breathing, feeling your life. Or a spiritual practice could be something as simple as going into nature and connecting with that reality of life, the pure life happening around you, the trees, the birds, the living things, surrendering into that and feeling that deeper or bigger presence of what you are a part of. That, that to me is spiritual practice. So there's as many different ways of engaging in some sort of spiritual practice as there are people on the earth, because each of us have those things that we find joyful, we have those things that speak to us, like for me it's music, for somebody else it might be dance, for somebody else it might be sports, for somebody else it might be something else, you know, each of us have that thing that we enjoy, and seen in this way it can become something that helps us just to connect with that deep, beautiful dignity of who we are. And the more that we can engage in things that help us to connect with that deep, deep dignity is the more that it it is alive in our awareness and in our life. And the more that it can grow, the more that we can be in that connection to it. So that's one spiritual practice. The other thing that I think is equally as essential for us to to know and to, to actually live in harmony with this deep, reality of who we are, is essentially wisdom, spiritual wisdom, really, which again, in the context, of what we're talking about, means that I recognize, I acknowledge, yes, that I am a child of the universe in this infinite sacredness and dignity. Yet, I also realize that I have conditioning, that often keeps me from knowing that and feeling that. And it is the wisdom to understand that conditioning so that it can be shifted. Because it, it happens so subtly too, you know? You could feel and know a deep, beautiful sense of who you are and then you go through your day and somebody says something to you and without even realizing it, you've totally slipped back into just seeing yourself in this small ego way, you get offended you try to defend yourself you then end up attacking them or saying bad things about them etc etc because it's so subtle the conditioning is so subtle inside of us Just because of we've, we've kind of kept it for so long and harbored it for so long that it becomes subconscious so i think having the the sensitivity and mindfulness and wisdom to recognize that we all have this in a sense sickness you know, when your body is ill, when your body is manifesting some sickness, it is a sure sign that you need to stop and rest and take care of your body. You you treat your body in a different way if you recognize that it has some illness. You might eat more oranges, drink more water, rest more, go in the ocean to care for yourself. But if you don't acknowledge the sickness in your body, then you'll end up continuing to go along and the body could get even sicker and sicker and you don't have gentleness and compassion for your body same way it's in a sense seeing that we we all have some kind of sickness in that we have these conditionings that at some time in our life may have been useful but now they inhibit us from feeling the full dignity of who we know that we are and so just like we need to care for our body when it's sick We need to care for ourselves, recognizing that we have these conditionings and triggers. Doing that makes us a lot more able to be gentle for ourselves and for others, to have compassion when we may act in ways that aren't in accordance with the deep reality of who we are, and to have compassion for other people when they act in ways that aren't in harmony with who they are. Because we all have this sickness and we all need to have compassion for each other. That's the only way that we will be able to to heal it. So again, spiritual wisdom is recognizing that there is this, in a sense, sickness. I really don't like that word. I'm trying to think of a better word, (laughs) but I can't. If you think of a better word, please email me and let me know. But we all have this kind of, this sickness. And the world that we live in at large has this sickness, which is the sickness of forgetting who we are so for us living our lives and engaging for us living our day-to-day lives and doing what we have to do living in this world having a sense of wisdom to recognize that reality of the sickness of the world makes us more able to live within the world and not just get thrown around by it you know to me i think this is where a lot of depression and anxiety which are so widespread in the world now this is where they come from because i think there's there is a lot of people who have some deep sensitivity to know that the the dignity of who they are whether consciously or unconsciously there's people who are simply more sensitive to it but if they don't have the wisdom to recognize the sickness in a sense of the world And then the world tells them that they are strange for being sensitive. They end up feeling depressed because they don't feel like they have a place. They feel something is wrong with them without having the wisdom to know that no, nothing is wrong with you. Something is wrong with the sickness of the world. That's where depression and anxiety come from. It's from that lack of wisdom. This is how essential spiritual wisdom is on this journey. But... (laughs) There is this sickness in the world and recognizing that we can, we can be able to live and act in the world in a way that is more careful, careful to recognize when these triggers come that pull us back into just seeing ourselves as these small egos and care to see that in others and to have compassion for them. And not just gentleness and compassion, but it's also sometimes strength. It is the wisdom to recognize when the world may be telling you that you are this small being, the world may be in a sense forcefully making you feel that you are something less than the sacred child of the universe, telling you that you are missing something, that you are lacking something, that you need to buy this thing in order to find that which you are lacking, it's to have the strength of will to stand up for yourself to say no i am a sacred child of the universe nothing could ever take that away from me i am eternally worthy i am eternally dignified eternally sacred nothing could ever take that away from me and not from you anything anybody in the world that tries to make me feel different from that in any way turn the other cheek that to me is spiritual wisdom it allows us To live in this world that has its madness, its sickness, its conditioning, and to be able to keep that flame alive of this true dignity of who we are.
1: can replace the light that your soul is breathing. A small flame on a windy day will carry your heart through this world. For no one here ever can repay the light that your soul is breathing. We are born from the womb we are born into the hands of the morning into the arms of the dawn and we are born have you seen this day before no we are born every day we are born Still our wings are weak and feeble And our buds are tender soft And the harshness of the wind it will not stop So like a small flame on a windy day Carry your heart through this world For nothing here ever can replace The light that your soul is worth small flame on a windy day and carry your heart through this world for no one here ever can repeat the light that your soul is worth. and many are the children left so darkened and cold when the flame they hold within is burning low so will you keep the fire burning child holding it close for so many need for you to spark their soul. but still your wings are weak and feeble and your buds are tender soft and the harshness of the wind will not stop so like a a small flame on a windy day Carry your heart through this world For nothing here ever can replace The light that your soul is with A small flame on a windy day man Carry your heart through this world For no one here ever can repay The light that your soul is with. Whoa. Carry your heart through this world Carry your heart through this world Carry your heart through this world Still your wings are weak and feeble And your buds are tender, soft And the harshness of the wind, it will not stop
0: (laughs) And friends, look at the world that we have created. The world is not in harmony with the truth of who we are. Look at the world that we have created from that place. It's a world where we are destroying the beauty and the sacredness of Mother Earth for the sake of economic profit. It's a world where so many species, beautiful animal and plant species are being destroyed and becoming extinct. It's a world where so many human beings are suffering whether in poverty or with a deep sense of, of greed, of never being satisfied of addiction, is a world where there's anxiety, depression, rampant. That is a world that is created by not knowing, and feeling, and connecting, with reconnecting with the dignity of who we are. All that to say, friends, that to me, this journey of recognizing really who we are, and of trying to live fully in harmony with that through spiritual practice, through spiritual wisdom, and through sharing that with other people, to me is the most essential, fundamental thing that we need to do in order to heal the world that we live in. The world needs healing. And friends, that is what I know I want to do with my life. I want to do things and share things that help me and help other people to reconnect to that divine reality of who they are and to share it and spread it in your world. So for you listening to this podcast now, to have that sensitivity in your heart to have even listened this far into this, clearly that is something that spark is awakened inside of you as well. And for that, I thank you. I love you. And it gives me hope to know that people like you exist and are alive in this world. And I hope that we can come together more and more and more and build this vibe into the world. Seen? Give thanks, friends. Love.